hope Tokyo is still here for the Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So true. I'm surprised the spodium is even standing. To Real Tokyo. I'm Angie. I'm Jamie. This is a podcast about the quirks and quandaries of life in Tokyo and life in general. Hello, this is episode 24 of To Real Tokyo, which is called Spa Adjacent, <laughs> in which we talk about onsens, which are like American spas, sort of. We want to thank you in advance for hanging out with us today. And remind you that you can always find us on all major streaming platforms. Make sure to share with your friends and leave us a rating on iTunes because that's how we get the word around. Thanks! What is your quirk this week? So over the weekend, which we'll be talking about this more today, over the weekend we went to the onsen, which our small little town just opened a super big onsen in our area and because we just have a lot of land randomly, which is unusual for Tokyo, but they opened this big spadium, it's called, and so my quirk derives from walking around uh, the spadium, and we walked in and paid, and as we're walking up to change, you can see so many people sleeping, and the fifth floor is like a lounge area, and that you We'll have to understand what kind of lounge area it is because it was pretty amazing. But you could see the couches from the stairs and every couch you could see from the stairs. I'm pretty sure at least one person was sleeping um, of the two or three that were sitting together. And the more we walked around upstairs afterwards, there were so many people sleeping. Like if there were 300 people up there, which that's probably a really high number, at least 150 were sleeping. Whoa. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't know. That's so I'm weird. I'm not sure about that. <laughs> it was a lot of people who were asleep, but I don't feel confident about the whole 150 thing. Is this really your quirk? Is it about people sleeping at the spodium? No, people sleeping in public. Oh, people sleeping. So in then public. we had a conversation. Um, there's like there were like six or seven of us there, but then Jamie and I are having this intense conversation as we're going in to the changing area about where do we see people sleeping in public, and then uh, compared to the U.S., what how is that different? Because in the U.S., I the well, only place okay what? sorry we have to give credit to our friend yes because the friend that we asked we were both blank we were both like. Library. Nobody ever sleeps in public in the U.S. And then we asked our friend, who is also American, who was with us, and then she thought of several. She did think of several others. Yeah. Um, We had thought of library, and I'm pretty sure that's as far as we got, was library. Well, the thing she said that I Oh, airport. Airport, Airport was the other one we had said. Well, and the other thing she said is, we wouldn't necessarily think of this as sleeping in public, but technically it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Is sleeping in your car. Yes. Right? Which, when she said that, we were both like, oh, yeah. 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 Um, But then I thought it was also interesting because she mentioned a couple places that I've never seen people sleeping in public in the States. And then I was thinking, whoa, probably different areas of the U.S. are different, too, because she's more from the middle of the U.S., what? She's from Arizona. This is a weather-based problem. People oh. don't sleep outside in Michigan because it's too cold. <laughs> True. <laughs> right? That's really the difference between mm. what she said So maybe and what it's you're more thinking. weather than state. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, somewhere like the library. You have to assume the weather inside the library is the same in Michigan and Arizona, right? True. Air conditioning on in both places during the summer. What we're trying to say, though, is that in Japan, people feel so free to sleep in public. Yeah, they're not embarrassed to sleep in I public. I myself slept in public today. <laughs> <laughs> when I was on the train, uh-huh. I was reading a book, and then I suddenly was so sleepy, and I thought... Okay, it's fine. Most common place to see people sleeping in Japan, the train. Yeah, definitely. Standing up, sitting down, all positions. 
I guess I feel quite used to seeing people sleep in the train, and I also don't have, I'm not that startled to see people sleeping at the onsen, because, come on, taking a bath makes you tired. <laughs> which, which we came to that conclusion after when we were relaxing upstairs, too. Right. Um, the place where I see people sleeping, and I feel like that's a little bit weird, and then I feel like I have not seen this much in the U.S., and that is, like, if you're at a cafe or something. Yeah. And then you're sitting at a table, but you're, like, obviously out. So asleep. Like, it's one thing, you know, you take a short break. You're, like, obviously doing something, resting your eyes, but versus being, like... Sprawled out (laughs) on the table. Like, in the middle of REM. (laughs) Right? Like, your eyes are rolling around in your head, and people who are around can see it. I just don't know. And people around you need to sit there. Well, or I don't know. I yeah. just feel a little bit strange about that. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. Good that. quirk. Sorry, I had to do a heavy side because <laughs> I was so bewildered by that situation. <laughs> what is your quandary? My quandary, hopefully, is mostly a quandary that is behind me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that I had to take the Praxis Core which is a standardized test for, it's really mostly aimed at to-be educators. So, like, uh, recent university graduates who are trying to get a credential or maybe going into some kind of an education-related grad school program have to take this standardized test to get into their program. And I needed this test to get into my program, I don't know if everyone has been tracking with my program. Probably not, because I don't know how much I talked about it. But let's just note that technically I'm almost done with my program. (laughs) So the timing of me taking this test is really not typical. Uh, I did mention in one of our previous episodes about how I was struggling to get my SAT score. And the end of that part of the story was that after my SAT score arrived, alas, my math score was 40 points too low. Which circled me right back around to the beginning of now I have to take this test. So there's a reading section and a writing section and a math section. And my professor said it would be better to take the different sections on a different day. Because you can take them all in one day, but then it's 300 minutes of standardized testing in one day, which is a lot. And he said that math scores turn out better if you do them on a separate day. And that was my thing, right, from the beginning, was that I'm math score challenged. So. Same. Yeah. My quandary is, lately, I feel like I've been spending all my time commuting to this testing center in downtown to take one or the other of these standardized tests. Um, Last week, I took... What day was that? Last week on Tuesday, I took the math test, and then this past Saturday, I took the reading test, and then this morning, I took the writing test. Um, I did not pass the math test, so I will be going back again in a couple of weeks to take the math section again, and uh, I'm sorry to do so many heavy sighs in one episode, but (laughs) the thought of studying more math is, like, not exciting. Um, but now you're prepared. But now, at least, yeah. I'm Well, I'm not prepared right now, but I'm prepared to accept the fact that I need to study more math if I want to pass, which I do want to pass mm-hmm. because I don't want to have to do this anymore, and not to mention that I won't even be allowed to graduate from my program if I don't get into my program right. by passing this test. Mm. My good news, so sorry, this part of what I'm saying doesn't match with quandary, but mm. <clears throat> is that... In the reading section of the test, I got a perfect score. Woo! Yay. The one I did this morning, as I mentioned, was a writing test. So somebody has to actually read it and grade it. So I don't even know actually when I'll find out yeah, about that. Maybe it's going to take a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found it surprisingly difficult. I don't feel like I didn't pass, but I do right. feel like, whoa, I'm out of practice for... Mm. Was it, like, essay writing? Well, so it was kind of three sections, Mm -hmm. or... Well, there were two little essays that I had to write, and those were 30 minutes each. And I took entire 30 minutes to write both of them, and I felt like I couldn't even write that much. It was just really hard to... Like, you're supposed to have your thoughts all organized, and I found it more difficult than I expected. 
the other part of the test was more like editing almost. Like um, there were all these sentences and then you have to pick which part of the sentence has a mistake or which one of these words or phrases would be a better choice in this yeah. part of the sentence. Like that kind of thing. I felt okay about that part. But the writing part, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I sound totally incoherent, but I went there really early this morning. So I actually went to two different Starbucks today. Full confession. <laughs> I should have gone to a different place in the morning, but first thing in the morning, I had not yet decided that I was going to go to Starbucks Reserve right. in the afternoon. So anyway, I, w- I went there really early because I did not want to be in a crowded train. Yeah. I was in a crowded train anyway. Yeah. But I still think it was not as bad because it was 6.30 in the morning. Right. Um, so I had some time once I got there and then I was reviewing some practice tests and stuff and the essays that I read that were like, this is an example of getting a six, I guess that's the top score, on mm-hmm. an essay was like so good. So that's, I think, what I had in mind when yeah. I was writing. I was like, ugh, I sound like a toddler <laughs> compared to <laughs> this, <laughs> compared to that, you know, example essay, but oh well. Dot, 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 everyone. I will get <laughs> back to you about whether I passed that writing section mm. or not. I certainly hope that I did because if I didn't, I really don't know what to do. Mm. True. I mean, I would, I guess I would have to figure out a way to take it in Bangkok. I guess so. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> you did fine. No. Talk about that. No Talk about stress. that if and when it happens, which I certainly hope it won't. It won't happen. Okay. Tell me about your recent visit to Tokyo Starbucks Reserve. Well, first... Or Tokyo Reserve to- Starbucks Reserve Roastery, which I would like to rename as Starbucks Disneyland. <laughs> because, first of all, you can't just walk in there. You have to go to this separate... They have a separate office, and actually I oh. wish I would have... I wish I would have looked at it more closely because now I feel like I can't tell if they think they'll have enough crowds for all eternity that they're going to always need that system. Is it in, like, a different building? Well, no. It's it's on one side of the main building. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, you have to go in there and you have to get a ticket and I happened to be by myself, but I knew from a story a friend had told me that each person who wants to go in needs a ticket. Ooh. So that's what happened to um, oh, a friend. Yeah. Do you remember that story? Yeah. They went with a group of several people, and then the, it was bad because they were told they needed to wait for more like two hours. So they got a ticket, they waited for two hours, but then when they went back, because they hadn't got one ticket for each person that was with them, then Starbucks was so strict and they said, one of you guys can come in. Which is so sad. But not all of you. So then they were like, well, that's dumb. We wanted to come here all together. So they had to just you know, give up the idea of going that day. Um, but anyway, oh, and actually one interesting thing about their waiting system was they gave me this receipt-looking paper with a number on it, Mm -hmm. and then there was a screen that said which number could go in right now. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was also, um, a notice on the screen that said, we estimate you're going to wait for about 30 minutes, but the... This ticket had a QR code on it, so you could scan the QR code and then sign up to receive a notification in your email. Oh. Um, so that you, if you didn't feel like standing around waiting inside of this office, you could go somewhere else. Um, so I signed up for that, and then I also set a timer on my phone, and then I knew there was a park near there, so I just went for a walk and I went and looked at the park. And then it wasn't 30 minutes. It was probably more like 20 minutes or even more 15 minutes maybe later. I got an email that said, you can come now. 
So I went back and I went in, and this is like, well, the number one reason I'm saying it's Disneyland is because of the whole ticket thing, Mm -hmm. but the number two reason I'm saying it's Disneyland is because the place has four floors, and they're like themed floors. Whoa! Yeah. Okay, wait, I think I vaguely knew about that, but... Yeah. I mean, it's not, and it's not like a big secret. If you go on their website, they have any amount of pictures and videos and explanations of it, but it was still um, different and interesting to experience it. So the first floor is where the coffee and the bakery and the roaster is, and the roaster is so big. It's so big and it's so fancy. Like, maybe I can Google it later or who knows if you can find it online, but it would be very interesting to know how much that thing costs because it is huge and it's beautiful too Mm -hmm. like of course looks like you know the finest sorry i'm not craftsman enough to be able to name the right (laughs) materials but whatever they are this different kinds of metal and black metal and bronzy looking metal and then they had all these tubes and when they would be roasting then the um the beans would be moved through these tubes over your head. Ooh. Yeah, so that was pretty interesting, and I took a couple of videos He's of like that. like waiting <laughs> in line at Disney. Yeah, totally. There's always they, something interactive. Well, no, because they do give you lots of things to look at so that you won't notice why am I waiting in this long line. Um, that's the first floor. The second floor is the tea floor. Ooh. So they have like loose leaf tea and then they have a few other things you can buy and the thing that's smart about this goes for all the floors except for the on the first second and third floor they have several places where you can buy food and drinks so maybe you would wait in some kind of a line but you don't really have to do that if you realize that oh there's like four places just on the first floor alone where you could pay for the thing you're trying to buy. Yeah. The second floor has another place with food, and then I didn't check if they had coffee there. I kind of assumed that floor was really all tea-based, but I don't know. Oh, that's Um, true. But actually, I take it back. I ordered something on the third floor. Mm -hmm. The third floor is where it's a bar. Mm. Um, so... All day? I think so. The lady offered me, showed, I ordered some food and something Mm -hmm. to drink there, and she showed me a menu, and then she said, oh, here, there's alcohol, too, if you want it, and I said, oh, no, I don't want alcohol, so I didn't study that menu. It looked like if you really wanted to order it, you could. Because the reserve Starbucks only become a bar after a certain time. Mm. It looks like... This one is more like if you really wanted to drink something, you could all day long. I'm not really sure. Of course, the reserve that we went to, too, they did have, like, two or three alcoholic drinks you could get all day. But then I think their bigger menu comes out at night. Anyway, continue. No, I think you're right about that. Um, And then it was interesting, though, because so she offered me this coffee menu. But Mm -hmm. she said, oh, all of the drinks on this whole page are exclusive to only this location. Whoa. And, interesting, this is also so Disney-esque. They're so extra expensive. Oh, yeah. She was like, the most popular one is this one. It's like cold brew coffee aged in whiskey barrels or something. But it's How not... aged? Well, I don't know, but it doesn't make it alcoholic. It just makes it smell like whiskey so I don't I wasn't fully convinced about the appeal of that and not to mention Hmm. that one glass of that costs 1200 yen What? yeah so instead of that I ordered the reasonably priced iced coffee mint soda whoa I know I just was like wow I really want to know what this tastes like and no surprise it was not very good Just like your pistachio Starbucks. I don't know. Why do I ever try anything? I just keep on, I guess, 
But you know what? Let me chalk that up as a good point of my personality is that I just go optimistic. No, that is good. I Because I never try anything. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Six versus nine people right here. Um, but sometimes I wish I would also learn from my experiences, right? Like I have that be... sometimes Starbucks has questionable things. Well, they do because let me also mention as a little side story, but that's very connected. Lately, I've been in Starbucks so often because of going downtown for these tests that mm-hmm. I've been having to take. And there's three Starbucks within like a stone's throw of the place where I have to go for the test. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, that doesn't make it a rule that I have to go there, but it's just been working out that way. The other day when I went in there, I saw they have cold brew with lime. So I thought, woo, let me try that. No, that is not good. Coffee is acidic and lime is acidic. Stop it. Don't put too much acid together. Well, that's... I mean, I drank the whole thing anyway because it was... I mean, chemistry people, come on. Well, yeah, and we're (laughs) such experts about that. Maybe we're not. Um, Mm. But, no, it was not good. And you know what? I wonder what would have happened. I I never think this. But after I took one sip, I was like, oh, this is so bad. And I just paid, like, 500 yen for it or something. I wonder if I should go down there and say, I'm really sorry, but this is bad and I don't like it, and ask them if they would trade it for something else, but then I was too chicken and I didn't do that. I don't know. I don't know either. But I then I thought, why didn't I ask them if I could try it Yeah, that's first? what I was just going to say. Not, I feel like that's not common. I mean, some places do that, but they should when they have special drinks like that. I don't really know. Listeners, if you have ever asked for a sample of something at Starbucks, would you please let us know? Because they do sometimes hand out samples, right? True. So it kind of follows that if you asked to try something, that wouldn't be crazy. I don't know. Well, my point is, I feel a little ashamed of myself. It's only been like two or three days ago that I had this bad cold brew coffee with lime experience and then instead of learning from that and ordering something that I know I like I thought oh this coffee soda with mint will be great (laughs) and it was not great it was okay Mm. it was better than cold brew with lime but it was it was like 750 yen and it wasn't huge it was I mean it was in a glass but it was just like a normal amount of drink so Disneyfied prices. Yeah, for real. Okay, but let me mention this. So they have a bakery on the first floor, and I've never heard of this person, but some Italian guy, he's been making this wonderful bread since 1985, blah, blah, blah. So they had this pizza that's, like, based on that, um, you know, whatever, in made in cooperation with the bakery that's on the first floor. Yeah. Um, And so... That's what I had. They had a couple of different kinds, and I got this one that had, like, artichokes and ham and olives on it, and it Ooh. was so good. Whoa. It was really good. It was 850 yen, but it was a pretty big piece. It was probably, like... Wow. It was it was big. It was, like, I don't know, what... Costco slice big. Wow. Um, so, I mean, it still costs way more than a Costco slice at 850 yen. Yeah. (laughs) But, I don't know. I felt, like, okay about that. So, the fourth floor is... I didn't really understand the fourth floor. It has some kind of... some... something lounge name. And then in one of the corners, there's a space where they would, like, give a coffee seminar or something. Mm, Interesting. Um, but if they're not giving a coffee seminar, then you can sit there mm-hmm. and the whole... Or like special events too. I wonder if you can rent it out or something. Well, yeah, maybe so. For Although... 70 gazillion dollars? Yeah. Just feel free to cut off your arm and then you can use this space. Sell that on the black market. Exactly. Then you'll have enough. So, but yeah, to what you were saying originally... I don't know how they control the flow of people, but if anything, Hmm. I felt surprised at, like, why isn't this place more crowded? There were plenty of seats available. Hmm. And even they have a lot of really nice outside 
places to sit. Mm. I mean, I felt like, oh, I'm so hot from walking around in the park, so I do not want to sit outside right now. But, like, in our In the fall or spring. In the fall or spring, or even, like, in the early evening. Yeah. It would be so nice. So, anyway, the whole place is so fancy and so nice and so overpriced. But still, Mm. I think, you know... Similarly to Disney, if you like coffee at all, right, mm-hmm. or even if you like tea, I don't know. I think it's worth um, going there and having a look at it. Yeah, I don't think I would like keep going there constantly, but if I was in the neighborhood, I would be willing to go there again. And it would be interesting to know if the wait times would go down, because that's a thing. Like it was Monday. It's yeah. not a holiday today mm-hmm. or anything. And it was kind of the middle of the day, and then I still had to wait for 30 minutes, so... Do you think it was a little more crowded because people wanted to get lunch there? That could have been. And they had a lot of things. Like, yeah, and even the different floors looked like they had things that were slightly different. I mean, all of them were... All of them were kind of bread bakery-based things, but they weren't necessarily, oh, there's that same pizza... It was, mm-hmm. like, looked like some of the places had sandwiches, and then they also had a lot of desserts, and I don't know. I didn't even really... I didn't see everything that they had, so... Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, but the other thing to say about that is that it's in Nakameguro, and people talk about Nakameguro, but I don't think that I've ever actually really walked around there, and it's so cute and nice. Oh. Yeah, there's a I feel little... like I've walked around there once, but... There's a river, and actually it's really famous for the cherry blossoms. That That's mm. the place where the cherry blossoms are lining the sides of the river, and then they kind of go down. They like, Maybe that's when, it, where, when I've been there. Yeah. Um, I've never been there during that time. That's like crazy town. That's a, similar to Disney's situation mm, yeah. during that time of year, too. Um, but it's so nice there. It's really nice. I liked it. So, yeah. That's what I have to say about Starbucks Reserve Roastery. Woohoo! Let's move to our conversation about spa. Mm-hmm. I think we've touched on onsens before. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those of you that maybe you're new to the party, which, welcome... Because we did have several pe- new people subscribe recently, and we've had a lot of listens in the past week, more than we have in the last few weeks. So that was encouraging. Keep it up, guys. Great. Thank you. Um, uh, so if you didn't hear our little spiel, and I have no idea what episode it's in because we are not organized in that way. Um, <laughs> uh, onsens are public bathhouses in Japan. And traditionally, they that's where people would take their showers and baths um, in Japan, at a public bathhouse. Uh, and those still exist because um, when you do a certain outreach over the summer here as a high school student... A certain one. <laughs> that shall remain nameless. <laughs> um, then you travel to these bathhouses every night. So I do have experience in that, in those little village ones, and all the old people are there and they stare at you. Uh, sorry about Not that. Not so fun. We should draw, a dis- there's actually a distinction between an onsen and a sento. sento. Yeah. Do you want to explain what it is? Sure. Um, onsen is water that comes directly from a spring, and then sento would just be regular Regular? Is it regular water? <laughs> mm. I mean, I don't know how you would explain it. Mm-hmm. Just like tap warmed water? up water. Warmed up tap water? <laughs> Bath water? Yeah. So those are the differences. And so the new onsen that opened in our city, they dug down like so deep. Japan is probably ready to crack in half. That's For how real. deep they had to dig, right? Yeah. Like the... The diagrams they have inside about how low they have to, they had to dig. I hope Tokyo is still here for the Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so true. I'm surprised the spodium is even standing. Maybe it's just as well that we can't get tickets for the do- for the Olympic event. <laughs> it's not going to be here. They anymore. might not even happen. <laughs> um. Anyway, I and I even remember as they were building it, there were rumors that they were having trouble digging deep enough Mm -hmm. and so some people were like well they might not even open it well i don't think it was that they were having trouble digging deep enough i think they thought they would only have to dig to a certain level Uh, to tap into whichever mysterious water source they thought they were after and then when they got to that point it like wasn't there and they had to keep digging a lot more and the water that actually comes from that spring is so hot I cannot sit in that, the water directly from the spring for longer than like a minute or two. What? Really? Talk yes. about that. What do you mean? I mean, it's like 49 degrees Celsius. Why is it only that one? I thought all of the water and all of the baths was from the but they're, hot spring. But they're <laughs> different temperatures, right? So there's some way they're controlling the temperatures. I don't understand that part. I don't understand that part either. The water's probably still from the spring, but somehow they're controlling the temperature. True. This one tiny one is, like, water directly, like, no temperature adjustment. From no filters. No filters. <laughs> um, and it's very interesting to watch people... Like, go over there and be like, oh, this is the water with no temperature adjustment. And be like, this would be so fun to sit in. And then most people, like, put a foot in and they're like, nope. Mm. That's why it's so small. What did you because... say? It's 49? Yeah. That's too hot. That's I know. Like boiling yourself alive. I know. The I didn't get in it this last time, but the time before, I sat in it probably for a minute or two and my legs were so red. Mm. And I was like, um probably not safe no and also the electric ones yes there are electric currents that go through certain parts it's supposed to be good for your abs or something whoa um but i've done it before in at a different one and it wasn't very strong it just kind of feels like little prickles on your body our one friend said the ones there are super strong and we were watching people and they couldn't even sit all the way back Whoa. They just had to sit at the very outside of it. Wow. And then I was like, ugh. And then there was one grandma that sat there for a really long time, but she looked like she was in so much pain. Oh, no. And I was like, why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> so, um, I'll just describe a little bit of the process and then you can talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go into the onsen, everybody's naked. Obviously, you don't wear a bathing suit. Wait, back up. One of the things that's interesting about it to me is not only the process of actually taking a bath, but the process of the entire place. There's a whole, like... Oh, you want me to back up and start there? Yeah. When you walk in the front doors... I mean, this is common, too. It's not, like, only at this place. This is normal. The fancier ones are probably more like this. Hmm. But you walk in the front doors, take your shoes off, as usual... Uh, put your shoes in the little lockers. What's interesting about those lockers is that the bottom of the locker kind of has a pressure plate on it. Mm-hmm. So you actually have to put your shoes in there. Like, you can't just take out one of these bands. The pressure plate has to be pressing down in order for you to lock the locker. Did you know that? I mean, now that you mention it, it sounds right, but what's the big deal? I don't know. So everybody has a wristband, I guess. Because some places I've shared with people, but oh. a lot of these places you need your own individual wristband. No, you know what? The first time we went there, my husband and my son and I all stuffed our shoes into one locker. Because <laughs> we were like, oh, what's the point of having, all, you know, each separate person having a separate wristband? That's so annoying. <laughs> we went over to try to get in and we were immediately shut down. Like, no, each person has to have their own wristband. We had to go back, open the locker, get the shoes out, separate it into three different mm-hmm. lockers. It was the whole thing. Yep. Yeah. Because you, everybody needs their own wristband because at this particular place, there's this little like circular thing on this bungee wristband that you put on that has a number, which is the number for where your shoes are. But this little circle thing, you tap it onto the ticket machine or machine, I don't know. And 
the the wristband then acts as your money, which is really nice because then you don't have to carry your wallet around with you. Mm, true. Um. So food, <laughs> Although, everything. The downside is you're like, woohoo! I can do whatever. Yeah. And then at the end when you go to check out, you pass out because you realize, <laughs> oh man, I spent so much yes. money on my little electronic now wristband. Now I actually have to pay it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that is the one thing you've got to be kind of careful. So, you do that, and then you have to go through the wickets that actually, like, count the people. Mm. So, you touch your wristband on that as well, mm-hmm. and then go through. And then, if you want to get a kimono or... It's not a kimono. Yukata. Um, traditional Japanese um, outfit, but it's different because it's for an onsen. Mm-hmm. Um then you stand another line and do that. And we both did that because uh, Jamie so graciously gave me her free pass to try it. Um, and you need those to get up on the fifth floor. You have to wear that in order to go up mm-hmm. in the lounge area. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went up to the third floor technically because there's two levels of parking. Mm-hmm. And then the third floor is technically where you come in, isn't it? Well, or no, wait. The third floor is the reception area and the... Restaurant. Food. Yeah, restaurant. And then fourth floor is the actual onsen area, and fifth floor is the relaxation. The forest, mm-hmm. we call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you can go into women and men, respectively, mm-hmm. into their own onsen area, and you get changed. There's a ton of lockers in there, which you also have to get a key from that locker. So thankfully, you can keep your other key in that locker because you just end up with a bunch of keys. Mm. Um, so, and then uh, when you go into the onsen, you want to start off by, and this is how it's opposite from the U.S., you shower before you get in to soak in the tub. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in the U.S. you would say, well, I'm just going to wash off in the bath. I mean, you're now comparing it more to just, like, randomly taking a bath at your house, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because where can you go in the U.S. that's, like, a public place to take a bath? You you Have you ever been to a spa? Not, like, a legit spa, no. Mm. I mean, not that I've been to an illegitimate spa either. That sounds so shady. I mean... Thank you for pointing that out. We feel a lot better now. I I am from Detroit, but not not like that. Nine mile. No. <laughs> um, I used to go to a spa in um, the suburbs of Chicago so that I could get my eyebrows waxed. Ooh, I've done that, but I did that at my hair salon. Oh well, this I don't think. Did I ever do other things there? That spa was very fancy, though. Mm. Like, you could do all kinds of things. Massages Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, pedicures and manicures Mm -hmm. and facials. And I think they even had a salon on one of the other floors for getting your hair cut. And so if you went into the spa, which is where you had to go to get your eyebrows waxed, there would be people, like, walking around wearing bathrobes and stuff. But it's still different, right? I don't think... Yeah. Like, even if you had a, an oil massage or something, then you're not going to... That's gonna... always by yourself. Well, yeah. And or, you're, like, couples. You're not... But you're not going to go... My point is, you're not going to go and take a shower. Right. Yeah. Right? There's really nothing comparable to onsens in the U.S. Mm-mm. Except maybe, like, a water park. Well, so... <laughs> I didn't... Or a hot tub. <clears throat> I didn't research this, but... Um, also in the Chicago suburbs, there's, um, there is a, it's a Korean bathhouse, and uh-huh. it's called King Spa. Whoa! In that place, I am, I never went there, even though it opened a couple years before we moved away. My husband went there a few times, and he really liked it. I think that place was relatively similar mm. to what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I can't speak with authority about what it was like because um you know mm-hmm. I never went but I think that place to me seemed ve- like its appeal was sort of niche because right. with your average 
I mean, now I don't want to get all racist and biased about it, but <laughs> I just have to probably assume that your average white person in the random neighborhood doesn't know about or understand reasons for I need to go outside of my house so that I can go take a bath. Right. I My husband even said when he went there, there were a lot more... You know, and how did he know? Because he wasn't, like, interviewing each person on where they were from. But when he would hear people talking, he felt like there were a lot of more European mm, people mm-hmm. were there. And then maybe more Asian-looking people were there. But, yeah, your average white American was not really there. Yeah. Also, I don't think bathhouse is really that much a black culture either. Right, I don't think I so. I don't know. I'm not... I don't want to... Sp- try to say that I'm speaking with authority about that because I don't know but it's very I mean traditionally it's very Asian and European yeah <clears throat> um so what did you think of it like overall of the have you do you feel like you've been to other places like that where you could compare it Mm-hmm. I mean are we rating it on our planet scale we should be the I mean, only superior scale <laughs> for rating all the things. True. And I remembered what I forgot last week. What's that? Remember I forgot it and then you said that we wouldn't remember, but I remembered. Last week I forgot. No. Wait, what? <laughs> Did I leave it on my desk again? Wait, what is it? No. <laughs> is this related with our planet scale? Yeah. Oh. I would rate this... Venus is the one right next to the sun, right? <laughs> if we're going to propagate our rating scale, we need to be more confident about it. I know. Mercury. Mercury is first. And then Venus. Um, I would rate it Mercury because there's only one other one that I've been to that I would think is a little bit better. Ooh. Which one is that one? Uh, The one in Lullaport, or by Lullaport in... Odaiba? Yeah. Oh, really? Do you like that one? Wait, isn't that Edo, Edo Monogatari? Yeah. Okay. Because it's like, um, it's like a traditional Japanese festival when you go in. Everybody gets kimonos, and it also has the scanny bands. Those were, that was the first place I ever used those. Is that what those those things are called? Scanny bands? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like borderline suspicious, but okay. You can go with it if you want. That's the official title. Wow. Um... And so when you go in, there's all these, like, it's almost as if you were at a matsuri or a festival during the summer in Japan mm-hmm. inside. Uh-huh. And there's all these little vendors and they have crepes and ice cream and all these little games that you can play. Just like as if you were at an actual matsuri. And um, that was just really fun and kind of just a cool... Uh, my friend was visiting from the States at that point, and so that was cool for her because she got to exper- experience, in a way, the what a Matsuri would kind of feel like. Disneyfied onsen. Yeah, for real, though. Should we change the title of this episode? <laughs> no. Things that have been Disneyfied. <laughs> but not that I... I don't think I would want to go there a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just the whole idea of, like, Setting something up like that, mm-hmm. I think is really cool. And that, so, in that way, I would say it's the sun. But for going to that place on a regular basis, I don't think it, that's practical. That would downgrade it for me. Mm-hmm. Practicality-wise, I think our new onsen is like the sun. Yes. Because yeah. it's so close. It's so close and so nice. And here's the thing, too. The whole relaxation floor, you have to pay extra and you have to wear the special clothes to go up there. But depending on what you're after with your experience, it doesn't have to be expensive, right? Like, if you're really after let me take a bath, mm-hmm. then it's only 750 yen. Right. And I feel like that's basically the same price mm-hmm. as most of the places that are much smaller And more basic. Yeah. It is, I also feel, easier to quickly rack up extra charges. You know, you start paying to, you start paying to go ahead and go up to the relaxation floor and then you decide you need to eat dinner and then every vending machine you walk by accepts your scanny band. Mm -hmm. So you buy another drink and, I mean, in that sense, 
it can easily yeah. add up to be a lot more expensive. Or in my like in my case, you can accidentally get a full body massage. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so then you're really looking at an extra charge, but worth it. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to talk about the in the forest? Right. So this relaxation floor is based on so-called rock bathing. So they have different rooms up on the fifth floor, which have rock, rock, you can lay on rocks. And it's not like, there was one floor that looked more like you're almost laying on loose gravel. Um, I've never seen that before. I know. That seemed like very hardcore and authentic. Ha, we, we should just hardcore. go ahead. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> um, we have to give a disclaimer now, which was that the other day we did go up there since we had a free coupon. Um, but we neglected to bring our towel. <laughs> You're supposed to have this certain rock bathing towel. Rock bathing towel so you can spread it out on top of the rocks and then you lay down. I Everybody's guess. in kimonos now. And it's everyone. Yeah. This every, isn't separated. Yeah. Everyone is there and it's all fine, but it's almost like a sauna type experience, yeah. and you're definitely going to be sweaty. Mm-hmm. So to just suddenly lay down on this slab of rock without having that a towel. That somebody else has already laid down on. That's, that would be gross, Ew. right? So it was a little sad for us because by the time we realized we were missing this key we ingredient. We our... studied all the different rooms. Mm-hmm. We did. And, and then, then we didn't have our towel. And then it finally dawned on us, oh, the difference between those people and us is they have their towel. <laughs> and we don't. And then, honestly, our towel was not that far away, but for whatever reason we felt like it was an insurmountable obstacle for us yeah. to have to go down to the locker on the fourth floor and get the towel out. Yeah. So we skipped over that this time. But I think there are six rooms. Was it five yeah, or six? six. There are five hot rooms and one cold room. Yes. And they have signs outside of each room telling you how hot it is in there. Mm -hmm. So the one room they also use for hot yoga. Mm -hmm. So that one is not that hot. It was maybe like 42. It was only 41. 41 or 42, yeah. Um, uh oh. Should we also be giving temperatures in Fahrenheit? I mean, probably. For our American listeners. American but listeners. I don't actually know the conversion, so that's why I'm only saying the Celsius. conversion is so complicated. I always okay. have to look it up. American listeners, hold on, please. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty funny that we just said it's not that hot in there. A hundred and seven. Really? Forty-two is a hundred and seven. Whoa! How much is forty-nine then? Well, boiling. Way hotter than that. Okay. Let's let's figure this out. So the one room where people do hot yoga, but you could also, when they're not having a hot yoga class, then you can just go and sit in there. There's like bean bags and places you can sit. Yeah. Um, we went in there and we sat down because they had bean bags to sit on. We felt like it would be okay for us to go and sit without our towel. Um, another one of the rooms was like... 50, 60, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. What? That was that red hot room. Are you even allowed to, like, is that, like, that's 140. Is that, like... What? Isn't that, like, a health hazard? Right? Probably. Wow. Okay. I mean, we I'm didn't even open up, the door. I'm, I'm looking this up. I'm looking up, uh, I'm looking up what they are. I mean, I was sweating when we left that room. Because I am not good with lots of heat because I'm from Michigan. <laughs> um, but then I thought we were going to leave and then Jamie goes, do you want to go into the cold room? Mm. And my face lit up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the cold room was so cool. Ha! <laughs> I didn't oh even make that part. Oh my goodness. Wow. Um, but it had a bunch of snow in the middle and it was just the right temperature. I loved it. Okay. This is what we experienced. The room where they also do hot yoga is called the Hang Loose Room. Yes. And it says, this this room is only heated to a lower temperature, <laughs> which is, like, <laughs> kind of funny. Um, and then we also went into the cold house, which features a big, giant bowl of snow in the middle. 
But then a prominent sign that says, do not touch the snow, which makes it kind of boring. But it said, don't put your pet pet bottles in or your foot in, but it didn't say anything about your hand. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay, I It only said pet bottles and... And, hand, and feet. There is another room called Forest Bath, and there's like a slab, and the slab has various kinds of rock mixed together inside of the slab, and then the whole thing is heated up. And Which, I, those are so nice. They feel so nice. Those are so nice, and they feel really good. And that was the sad thing about us not having our towel, mm-hmm. is that um, we couldn't experience... I feel like this one was kind of like 47... Something like that. It wasn't too much higher than the other one. Okay, everybody. American listeners, 47 is a cool 117 degrees Mm. Fahrenheit. Um, What's this one? Forest Terrace. That's a similar thing. Um, The rocks are a little bit different. The um, place where you lay down is like a slab. Mm -hmm. I think this one was heated up a little bit hotter. Okay, Red Hot Room. That is one okay the colored forest and the red hot room are the two that have chunks actual of rocks. rocks actual rocks it i'm not going to call it gravel because the individual rocks are bigger than that yeah they're pretty like what you would think of people doing like stone massages with sure i don't really know what that is but okay i've only seen pictures well sure i think these two were hotter I'm going to say Colored Forest was kind of like 55. Yeah, it was. That's the lower temperature of the two. That's 131. And then, like we were saying, this red hot one was, I think it was 60 or even 62, which is, yeah, Fahrenheit. That's just getting like way up there. 140 degrees. Wow. No. I did think it was interesting, before I forget. Yeah. A couple of us went in the sauna in the, when we were in the onsen, which those are pretty common in most onsens. Most bigger onsens have saunas. Usually they'll have a wet one and a dry one. So we went into the dry one, which was probably like, I think it was coming up to like 45 degrees or something like that. And our one friend from Arizona, she was like, this is what it's like when you open the door during the summer and walk outside. And I was like, I would not survive in Arizona. Wow. I, I could only stay in there for five minutes. And I was like, no, I could, but I'm sure you get used to it just like you get used to anything else. I mean, a lot of people say they couldn't survive in Michigan in the winter, but it's really not that bad. <laughs> Sorry, I made a scoffing noise. Sorry about that. Um, anyway, we probably have not told all the things there is to tell, but one other thing to note about this, at least I think it's interesting, is that they like to claim... Are they claiming they're the biggest onsen in Kanto? Mm. Kanto is the name of the greater Tokyo area. So it's Tokyo, but then it also, uh, um, the several prefectures that surround Tokyo, many, many people live in those prefectures and then commute into Tokyo. So when you're referring to the entire Tokyo area, that's called Kanto. And there's something on their sign. There's something on their sign that talks about blah, blah, some superlative about us in. It doesn't, it's weird that it doesn't say it on their website, though. Well, I'm trying to find, like, the front page of their website to see if it's on there. Ooh, did you know that if you buy your ticket ahead of time, that's cheaper? Whoa, no. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, blah, 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 there's a long thing about... I wanted it to be some sort of a big claim that would be plastered over the front here, but I'm Yeah, not it's weird it. that it's not. Can you airdrop me the website so I can put it in the show notes? I can, and did you know, they're recruiting for part-time jobs. Whoa! Maybe I can get my son to work there. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably some kind of benefit. Right? What? Why is there a thing here that says... We are newly opening our cafe. Remember when we were in the cafe the other day and there was a big sign that said only some of our food is available? 
It's because mm-hmm. they already renovated the cafe, even though this place has only been open what? for like two months. Why Whoa. are they renovating the cafe already? That's interesting. Oh, it says, in the middle of June, our new cafe called Cafe Spree. S P R E. How do you pronounce that? (laughs) Cafe Spray. You have to relax all the muscles in your mouth. Yeah, you do. Cafe Spray. Okay, apparently crepes are going to be their big specialty. Wait, but that was the crepes one was up in the lounge area. So maybe that one was just renovated. Or maybe they hadn't had that cafe open yet. I am not sure. Who knows? Okay. Have any of you who are listening been here, or have you been to any other bathhouse? Anywhere. Anywhere. Or anything that sounds um, familiar. I was going to talk for a second about one um, that's in Hakone. That's mm. a kind of a recreation area that's out near Mount Fuji. Mm-hmm. And um, that place is a serious disnification mm. of the whole onsen experience but it's fun like um in the case of that one they of course have a place where you can take a bath inside but they also have a lot of baths outside and then you wear a swimsuit so mm. that's fun for going with your family yeah or even if you were with a group of friends and it's was a what is the word I want? Co-ed. Mm, right. A group of friends. Um, so the thing about all these outside baths is that they're all um, have some sort of, to use our one of our favorite words, quirk mm-hmm. about them. So, for example, like one of them is a wine bath. Uh, or one That's of the them, one that was going around on Facebook, wasn't it, for a long time? Probably. Um, uh, what is that place called? There is one in in our at our our onsen that is their aromatic one of the month, and so this month it was green tea, which green tea is known to have actually really good a lot of good properties for your skin. Even um, what for bathing in it? Yeah, really. And so we sat in that one for a while. That one was really nice. Before that, because I went last month with a friend. And it was, it wasn't Rose, it was something else. But they do have an outside area there too. And I was just thinking, sorry, before I forget, probably another one that's the sun for me is the onsen up at Mount Fuji, even though it's nothing like, or the one in Yamanaka. It's nothing spectacular, but the view, you can actually see Mount Fuji out the big window when it's clear. And that's just amazing. Uh, that place is called Benny Fuji. Uh, Benny yeah. Fuji no you. And um, I've only been there at night. Mm. So I, I never got to experience the Mount view. Fuji. But yeah. but it, that is a nice place. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to go back and say that the one I'm mm-hmm. talking about in um, Hakone is called Yunesang. And actually... We should get a bunch of people to go there. It's really fun. You have to look look at that. Whoa. That the, they have this area that one of the inside areas, it's it's almost like a cross between a water park. It's more yeah. like a bathhouse water park. Uh-huh. Not that they have tons of water slides or anything, but there's one big huge pool, heated pool area inside that's um it's, it's designed to almost be like a Roman bath kind of a mm, feeling. Yeah. Not that we even know exactly what that no. is, but our interpretation of what a Roman right. bath type of a feeling yes. would be. And similarly to what I was mentioning earlier, in this area you wear a swimsuit, so that's fun to be able to go yeah. um, with everybody. And um, one, one other thing about this place is they have one of those... Um, pools that has those little fish in it that eat the dead skin off your feet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the first um, time that I ever did that was when uh-huh. I went to this place. Um, that always leaves you, like, equal parts horrified how disgusting uh-huh. your feet are. Yeah. But also, like, 
weirdly fascinated that there are these fish who are so excited about it. You've never done it? No. It's kind of fun. It makes you feel like your feet are so fresh when the fish get done. I, like, crave that feeling, but I do, I don't know. The thought of fish touching my skin is not. (laughs) You don't think having a... I a, can, like, imagine a, what it feels like. A huge school of tiny fish nibbling on your toes doesn't sound like your no. dream come true. Mm-mm. It feels really weird when you first <laughs> do it, but when you get used to it, it's kind of nice. You can do it at Toshimayan, too. Yeah. Toshimayan. We must have talked about Toshimayan before at yeah. some point. Um, Toshimayan's really middle of the road for me. Well, are we talking... No, special. sorry. I'm not talking about Toshimayan Onsen. I'm talking about... Toshimayan water park. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. When you're at the Toshimayan, um, the water park area, then you can pay like. Of course, you have to pay extra. Pay right. extra for each for thing. That should be the tagline for anywhere you go in public in Japan. For real. Um, you can pay. I think it's like three hundred yen extra, and then you can put your feet in the mm. tank where the little fish are. So. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Any other notable bathhouses. Hmm. I mean, I mean the one in Hano that we, we've gone we to is good. Oh, okay. We haven't really been using our ranking system. No, but we've also ranked stuff for the last two weeks. Oh. I think maybe we should take a chill. Oh. A chill. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If any of you would like to rank We don't want this to become the... a rank show. <laughs> True. That would be rank. <laughs> okay. Sorry. That was so dumb. <laughs> the one in Hano is nice, but I'm pretty sure we talked about that one. We, before. I think we did. That one's called Miyazawa Koon. Yeah. So anyway, and the we... one at Mount Takao that was really nice too. Oh, true. Okay, we will put a link in our show notes to these various bathhouses mm-hmm. if you are interested to visit a bathhouse you haven't been yeah. to before, or if you just want to understand what in the world we're talking about, then you can click on. Um, some of these websites mm-hmm. and look at their pictures. Yeah. There's one thing that I want to say about hot springs, besides the fact that we kept calling it a bathhouse when it's really a hot spring. Mm-hmm. And that is the difference between a regular hot spring and a sulfur hot spring. Mm. Have you ever been to a sulfur hot spring? I've not. Okay. You know how there's North Star, mm-hmm. the place that we sometimes go in the winter? Mm-hmm. It's a lodge for skiing. Or, sorry, it's a lodge where you stay, and then there's a ski mountain nearby where you can ski and snowboard. Also, basically right next door, there's a hot spring, but it's a sulfur hot spring. Mm-hmm. Wow. Those, there are apparently a lot of benefits to sulfur, but I don't appreciate any of them. I think <laughs> that I'm maybe borderline allergic to sulfur. Mm. It smells really bad to me. Yeah, and I don't you, like the smell of sulfur. You know how most smells, even bad smells, eventually you get used to it and it's like not in your nose anymore? No. If it's sulfur, it's always still in my nose. Even if I've been there for a long time, I do not like that smell. No. It smells like somebody boiled... 10 million eggs. Sulfur smells so bad. But people who like it really like it, so I don't know. Some of our friends, um, we usually go to North Star with our friends, and they really like that place, so they go there, but not me. I do not go, and I do not want to go, and I wanted to talk about that because I was checking to see if hot springs are a big deal in Korea, since the um, hot spring that I was talking about in Chicago was kind of a Korean-inspired one. But the very first thing that came up is this Seoul's Rare Sulfur Hot Spring, and that caused me to remember sulfur, my trigger word. <laughs> actually, I think, I, I actually think, I take back what I said a minute ago, I am allergic to it. When I was Whoa. a kid, I don't know what medicine I took that had sulfur in it somehow, but... Um, I got sick. And that's like the Mm. only thing that I've ever officially been declared allergic to in my entire life. For that matter, all I know, for all I know, I'm not even allergic to it anymore now, but, um, but flashbacks, but flashbacks, it's my one thing. So if you need a sulfur hot spring, I'm very sorry, dear listener. 
<laughs> you are dear, but you are also on your own. I cannot mm. help you with your sulfur hot spring needs. This is only going to happen over a few days, so hopefully you've listened to this right after it comes out. Um, for the next few days until the end of May, um, if you leave us a review on iTunes, um, you'll be entered in a little drawing. Um, Did you just say drawing? Yes. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> into a little drawing. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, to get a little package from us of little Japanese goodies. Um, I said three, but I don't know if I'm being too ambitious. So if we don't have a lot of people, um, maybe we'll knock that down to not three winners. But um, I mean, if we get a lot of people, then it would be great. And you have to actually write a review. You can't just star us. Because then, yeah, we can't see the date that people starred us. So that doesn't really work. Just write us a little comment, a little review. That's how we get the word around. So um, please like and share with your friends, as always. Um, And thank you to our internet friends that are starting to find us. Mm. Welcome. And hopefully you've enjoyed the show so far. Um, I mean, I hope everybody's enjoyed the show so far. Yes. Um, okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. That's all for this time, everyone. What are your recent quirks or quandaries? Tokyo related or not, let us know on Instagram at 2RealTokyo. That's T-O-O Real Tokyo. You can follow Angie at PhotoFreak, P-H-O-T-O-F-R-E-E-K. And you can follow Jamie on Instagram at Jamie in T-Y-O. That's J-A-M-I-E-N-T-Y-O. Bye! Bye!